Welcome to this Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles. I am joined by the guru in our office, also known as Google, which is Peter Franklin. Hello. And also by the lovely Sally Chatterton. Hello. So today we are talking about cash, or rather whether it's going to disappear. So this is an unpacked, Peter, that you wrote entitled A Cashless Society Could Curb Criminals, but also our freedom. So start off, Peter, by just explaining why are we talking about the death of cash? Well, um, this this is an unpack of a very interesting piece by George Eaton uh, for The New Statesman, in which he um, draws upon uh, a chap called um, Daniel Korski, who did was a sort of right-hand man for David Cameron when he was running the country. And um, what seems to be the case is that there was a at least a semi-serious idea that they might announce that Britain was going to become a cashless society. Now, obviously, Cameron has <laughs> disappeared following Brexit, so that's not going to happen. But um, there was, you know, some fairly serious planning um, about abolishing cash altogether and going for digital payments only. Um, and Britain, that would have made Britain the first country in the world to do that. But this seems, I mean, okay, so the government was going to, what, come up with a set of policies which would ban the use of cash? Because, I mean, we're already a pretty cashless society, right? Well, the, the, the government can just phase out cash by not issuing any more of it and um, removing it as legal tender, as it does time to time when it phases out a particular coin or... Old notes. That's right, old notes, that sort of thing. Um, we recently went through, um, we got rid of the old £1 coin, replaced it with a, a new one, a sort of bimetallic uh, one with a different shape, which was to help um, prevent Also the, the nasty plastic notes that I really don't like. Yes, but again, there's there's reasons for that. Sure, sure. But um, what about, I, I sort of worry about all of those people who like their cash, such as the pensioners and people who don't have means of using or don't have a bank cash account. systems. We have banks, bank accounts, that sort of thing. But the point is that those people are getting fewer and fewer in number all the time. Um, the number of people that don't have accounts, you know, that is something that's that's disappearing. Um, so that we're getting closer and closer to a point at which a cashless society becomes feasible. Um, therefore, that, there's a, 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 a discussion as to whether or not that would be desirable. But before, so which is absolutely where we will go on to uh, discuss, Peter. But before we do, I do think that's a really important point that Sally's making around um, who might be left behind. So, you know, we're going to go on to talk about what might be the positives of a cashless society as well as the negatives. Um, but actually, if you think of people on very low incomes, perhaps have slightly more chaotic lifestyles, there are people who or, or don't have ID, for example, to be able to open bank accounts, you know, people coming out of prison, homeless people, things like that. Mm. I mean, the government would have to find a way. I mean, what would they would have to create government bank accounts to give to these people? Well, you could say that would be one of the benefits of going cashless, is that the government would be forced to actually sort out these financial inclusion problems, uh, which currently, uh, because obviously you cannot 
go cashless without solving those problems. So, yeah, it would force the government's hand. Okay, so um, let's talk about whether it's good or bad. But first of all, um, just for our listeners, if you haven't read The Unpacked, which I highly recommend, as always, um, we are at the moment in the UK at cash accounting for only... 3.9% 3.9% of payments by value. So so essentially what we're saying is already more than 95% of payments by value yes. are cashless. Um, but as you say in your unpacked, Peter, um, that sounds very low, but that's not actually the lowest because Sweden has managed to achieve a 1.4% uh, cash transaction rate, which is minuscule. Indeed, yes. And you, you've got... Uh, large hundreds of Swedish bank branches not even taking cash deposits anymore. Um, so they're, they're more advanced and, and they may become the first country to phase out cash. Although I think the, the, the date that was quoted by George Eaton was, you know, round about 2030. So sort of a little over 10 in a decade's mm. uh, and, and, uh, time. We might come close to a few countries really sort of about to go cashless. Okay, so pros and cons. Uh, Sally, Peter, um, what are the good things about potentially going cashless? Sally, can I start with you? Um, well, I suppose what it would do is it, it would, um, there are all sorts of things that it would get rid of. Um, money laundering, for example, would yes. be gone. Um, and obviously it would put pay to the grey economy. Um, so tax avoidance, tax avoidance would be um, be paid well, to tax uh, evasion. Let's be uh, let's yes. let's let's be <laughs> clear. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, all that cash in hand. So that's, there, that's there for are, purposes there are, there are, of evasion. There are, there are various um, illegal activities that it, you know it would clear out. But I mean, the thing is, with humans, necessity is the mother of invention, isn't it? So we'd find other ways of paying for certain things and doing certain things, I would have thought. And that's true, isn't it? So, I mean, you say, Peter, in your Unpacked, um, that obviously, you know, one of the most compelling reasons for um, going cashless is that it makes criminal activity very difficult. But to Sally's point, you know, criminals are already finding ways around that. That's right. And you've you've had the use of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin for various nefarious activities activities but you know I mean that is how you know you go onto the dark web you can buy pretty much anything that you want from you know people to drugs to I mean all sorts of terrible things you don't need to use your grubby well they're not grubby notes anymore are they they're plastic notes you don't need those to pay as you say on the streets yes but bitcoin even bitcoin which is by far the most ubiquitous of of the cryptocurrencies its applications are still limited and you know you you know, if we could keep corral criminal activity just to cryptocurrencies, that would be a bit bit of a win. You know, it would it would represent a shrinking of the criminal sphere um, if if we were able to do that. The dark web is pretty big, immense, isn't, isn't it? it? It's not as big as people think it is, actually. You know, there there, there is a lot of activity, but it's it's, it's somewhat exaggerated, I believe. But if if cash were gone, then it would grow, wouldn't it? It may well be the biggest boost that Bitcoin's ever <laughs> yes. had. Yes, yes, I agree. And given the, yes. the volatility of Bitcoin, that probably isn't a good thing. <laughs> well, no, and that, that might be enough to put people off. But um, it was certainly going cashless would disrupt crime to, to a very large extent. OK, but there is also a, another concern 
Peter, that you highlight from going cashless? Yes, this is a, a piece which is, I guess, a, a response to George Eaton's from um, Tim Worstall, um, uh, and this was on CapEx, um, in which he said, if, if government had this complete control, not only would it you know, crack down on tax avoidance evasion, um, it would also perhaps put certain conditions on the use of money, for instance, saying you can't use money to pay for cigarettes, perhaps, for an, an excessive number of sweets <laughs> that you might be yeah. consuming. You know, it could be ration, bringing back rationing only for our own good rather than to um, prevent shortages. Um, and Tim Worstall is worried that this could be a huge instrument of the nanny state. I mean, I just, I, I find this somewhat ridiculous. And perhaps it's I'm hysterical, just hysterical. Yes, say, exactly. Exa it's the exact word, Sally. And maybe I'm being a little bit naive, but if we're already saying that by value, over 95% of transactions are done digitally mm. already, I mean, the state are not trying to prevent us from, you know, going to the supermarket and buying, I don't know, our alcohol or our cigarettes or our sweets or whatever are they I mean they're not stopping us doing that so why suddenly would they decide actually they are going to well they wouldn't well we're assuming that they'd want to do it but um if, but if, they, if they tried now they wouldn't be able to because people would just use cash instead right but if there wasn't that option and it became feasible to control purchases through conditions on the use of a completely digital currency, then they might be tempted to try. Mm. Well, beyond fairy tale land, I think it's more interesting is what happens when everything is run on a digital system and that system possibly gets hacked or there's identity fraud. I mean, that creates a far greater problem, I would have thought, and a far bigger obstacle to us going completely cashless. Yeah, I mean, so suddenly the whole payment system goes down. We have no money at all. Well, that's true. I mean, if you lose your, as I have done, on a few occasions, lost my debit card. If there's, you know, 50 quid sort of stuck under an ornament on the <laughs> mantelpiece. Not that I'm what? saying that's, what? I'm that, now that, I'm not saying that's paying? where it is. I have no ornaments on my mantelpiece, so any burglars out there, stay away. <laughs> You're wasting your but time. he's not saying but, that 50 pounds isn't on the mantelpiece, to be clear. Yeah, but if you can't, you know, at, at least, you know, that could tide you over until you Just find your Some weeks card. that would tide me over yeah. for But if, if, you know, if things go crash, the, the, the systems crash, there is no sort of analogue backup to, to the digital systems we rely on. Okay, well, there we have it. Um, we probably are going to go cashless. Some people are, to use Sally's word, hysterical about the potential implications of that for our democracy. I think we at this table, or at least Sally and I, I'm not sure about Peter, are a little bit sceptical about the government controlling uh, our behaviour and what we purchase via the payment system. But you never know. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Peter and Sally, thank for you. a lively uh, debate. Thank you, James, uh, for producing this podcast and please do subscribe if you haven't already and remember we do have a variety of different podcasts that you can listen to including our weekly one and also our audio documentaries. Mm -hmm.